You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Welcome to the Spark Influence Podcast with Peter and Misty Phillip. We are so glad that you have joined us here today. We are going to discuss one of the hallmarks of living a life of influence, and that is living a life of generosity, being generous with our time, our talents, and our resources. Before we get into today's episode, I'm going to start by giving a definition of generosity. It is the quality of being kind and unselfish, especially as it pertains to sharing money and valuables with others. Now, Peter, you have always had a very generous spirit. And I want to know, have you always been this way? Or do you think that this is an outward expression of of your inward faith? Is this something? Were you generous as a child? Talk to me about that. Yeah, it's probably somewhat of a combination, but I was that way when I was younger. My mom used to get mad because I would, you know, try to give all our clothes away or I'd always go give the trash man. I was fascinated by the trash man when I was little, lived in Louisiana, and I would always go give him clothes or jackets or just give him stuff, like just try to give him things, right? It confused them. They thought I was throwing it away. So sometimes they would try to toss it in the truck, but I was like, that's for you. No wonder it frustrated your mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I've kind of, it's kind of always been part of my makeup. I don't, don't, it was a great influence from my parents who were very generous people. And it's, you know, it's always about, for me, it's been about you're, no matter where you look, you can always look to one side and be less fortunate than someone, but you can always look to the left and realize I'm more fortunate than that person. And there, and life is made up of so many circumstances and things that impact someone's life that we, we could not help but be generous, right? We live in the most privileged country in the world. We have the most money. We're the most charitable in the world. And it's because of that abundance, I think, that we really, really need to focus on that generosity. Both from, But it starts with an individual state. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit more about how that was modeled for you. What are some things that your parents did that you perceived as, as being generous? Well, some of it started with relatives. Uh, you know, we had a larger family and a large extended family and lots of relatives, whether that was someone who was down and they would come down on their luck and come live with us and we would provide for them and they would spend, you know, a year, a couple of years sometimes at our house. But also my, my mother and my father were both very much about, and my dad grew up on a farm and he's driving a tractor at four years old and, and there was a lot of charity shown to people when he was growing up. So they had a pretty large farm and employed a lot of people, and they understood hardships and hard times. And so that was modeled well for him. And then when he had his own family, he modeled it to us in the same way, where whether it was generosity with our time. Like, so we, I grew up Catholic, and we did a lot of activities. There was a lot of work days and work weekends and clearing fields and making soccer fields or cleaning up empty lots or helping older people with their house or their cars or painting stuff or just bringing food and just or picking them up and bringing them to church. Like, all of that started really, really early, and I saw my parents doing that. And, and my dad explained frequently that there, there's always people who have a need, and if you just look around, right, instead of looking over them, look around for them. 
Yeah, that's so good. The Bible actually has a lot to say about generosity. The generous will find themselves be blessed for they share their food with the poor. That comes from Proverbs 22, 9. God is generous and he expects us to follow his example and be generous too. God's generosity is evidenced all around us. God created this planet and it is perfectly suited to sustain us and to provide for both our needs and our pleasures. Above all, God has demonstrated his great love for us in the gift of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine giving your only son for the salvation of the world? This is the ultimate act of generosity. Peter, what are some ways that you see God being generous in our world today? Well, we're still here, so there's that generosity. <laughs> right. um, that's the, I mean, maybe that's more mercy and grace than anything. I, I think when we, it's, it's, millions of small things, right? I don't think God is more about the micro, not the macro. And he interacts on an individual level really well. He's not, not that he can't, but he, but he doesn't move in these giant waves where it's like an entire country is blessed with endless food and they're fine. Like Africa now is suddenly green. Like though he can do these things, but that's not his, that's not how he operates, at least not today. And so I think where I see it is in, you know, the world likes to call it circumstance or happenstance or coincidence, right? But what those really are is where where needs are met by God's grace and generosity. Whether that is, you hear about, you know, these stories of huge tragedy happening to some family and then some amazing thing befalls them, right? Or, and if that's the ones that get more publicly announced. But it, it is his, the way he connects people with a need with the people who have a means, and I think that's, I, I, you see that, all, and I, I could give thousands of examples of this, but if you think about it and you look around, especially if you look around your church, you'll always find that there was someone with a strange need or a unique need, and God met them by someone who had that ability. And those are really neat to me that when, when we hear about that. And, and that's what I see how he works in the micro, which is that really small scale individual, because God's about individuals, he's about people. And when you see those interactions and meeting those people and having those people connect and become connected in some way, that's him using the generosity of his heart through his people to benefit his people. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Well, I'd love to discuss the difference between having an abundance versus a poverty mindset. So you used that word abundance just a bit ago. And I think that you grew up in a home of abundant love, abundant caring for not only the, the people within your home, but a being aware of the people around you, whether it was through your church or through different projects. And, and I actually feel like I've grown up with more of, of, a, of a poverty mindset, with more of a, a lack mentality, which I could see in the way that my mom operated. And as God's children, God owns everything. The cattle on a thousand hills, like everything belongs to him. And I think that we are his children. And just like we want to give good gifts to our children, I think God wants to give us good gifts. But sometimes we have not because we ask not. 
other times we walk around with when bad things happen to us and we have this victim mentality and instead of letting go and forgiving and learning and growing. So I'd like to talk about that a little bit, the difference between someone who has an abundance mindset and someone who has a poverty mindset. So let's let's take it from a scientific slant. So if if you if you think the Bible is not enough evidence of how this is supposed to work, here, take a scientific slant. So they've done studies with individuals and they've actually tracked from an, a brain activity standpoint what it looks like in your brain to go out and shop for yourself and consume, right? And then they've done studies to see what it's like to go give and do something for someone else, whether it's bringing them something or working for them or doing something. It's that generosity of of selflessness, right? You're giving to someone else, right? The old adage, it's better to give and receive. They've actually proven that scientifically that it, it, it is better for you. You actually have longer happiness. You have more positive hormone releases. They last longer in your brain, and they also sh- help form new pathways and shape your brain in a positive way by doing, by giving and being generous and, and benefiting others as opposed to just all about you, 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 right? So if you don't believe the Bible 100%, then you can shore it up with the scientific proof that, 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 that that's there. Well, and so, but how do you see this play out with people, whether they have the, the just poverty the ab- or the abundance? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think, uh, sadly, the, po- the poverty mindset creates, it's like a scarcity mindset. They become very careful with what they have and feel like giving it away or sacrificing it means it won't come back to them, right? Which is the Bible says it's opposite. Give it away and you'll be, it'll be come back to you abundantly and more. I think that's hard for people. And I see that, that that's, it's a large part of what I see in society right now. And what, especially operating in the business world, people are very much, you know, they all have the little cause that they give to and they feel good when they give $3 to some charity and they come across their paycheck or you're checking out in the store. It's like, do you want to round up for the vets, you know, or whatever, all these things that they're, they're like platitude feeling and it's not really giving that's not a selfless thing right to, to if it's 86 cents and you round it up to the next dollar you didn't really give that's not i mean yes that's a fine and charitable thing to do but that's not that's not impacting your heart and your soul right being able to go and say i'm going to give hours of my time make myself uncomfortable go to a place i don't necessarily want to be and i'm going to help somebody who has no options and no chance right or i'm going to say you know what i, I i'm going to fund this family to go to another country. I'm going to pay the whatever it is. It's an impactful number usually. It's usually you know several three five thousand dollars, right? That's the generosity that says my resources I was given. I don't. I will release them to benefit others, right? Even to the to the negative to myself, where it's like I'm not going to take that vacation. I'm going to give that money so someone else can do a thing. That comes back and is so much. It's that's an abundant mindset. And and the examples the examples aren't like. These aren't like set in stone examples. I'm using some extremes in my examples and some, you know, that are not super uh, applicable description wise. The, the abundant mindset says to give freely. And when you come from a place of being able to give, but there are those who give abundantly who don't actually have it to give, right? That's the mind of the, it's the Lord's I'm, I'm redistributing what he's given me to help others. I believe this is his will. Like you've prayed about it. You think it's something that will help them or you feel a a felt need. Like you maybe were in that situation before and you developed abundance and generosity, not scarcity 
where it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, man, I got, I got like $5 left over at the end of the month. And that $5 is going, is mine. Like that's, you can't have any of that. Right. And everybody's in a different place and it, it, it we're affected by our circumstances in our life. But I think you can cultivate that. I have seen you completely change and cultivate that in your life from how you were when we first got together to how you are now, right? You are very much a generous person, right? And you sometimes to your detriment, you give so much time of yourself that you're depleting your own tank here. And like, you know, it's so it's totally transformable. You know, you just, if you examine where you are and you feel like you're in that place, realizing that God has given you all that he's given you to not only be for you to share with others. That's right. Yeah. So I want to kind of touch back on something that you just said. Um, I've been studying the story of Elijah in First Kings. And in the story of Elijah, he goes to, God sends him to a widow. And basically the widow has an, enough food to make one more loaf of bread. And then she and her son are going to die. And that's kind of what you're talking about. Like it's this last little bit that the widow has, but Elijah was sent to her and he said, give me the bread, give me the oil and make the bread. And then the, the widow was sustained because even in our little bit that we have, God can multiply what we have and turn it into more. And so I think it's really, it's about the way we view our possessions and our time and our talent and our resources. And, I, you know, you've taught me so much about just how to have a generous spirit. So I thank you for, for complimenting me that. And I do sometimes overgive in some areas, but I feel like I still have some work to do and in some other areas, you know, you know, we just celebrated your birthday this weekend and you wanted to treat the entire family. It was your birthday. You didn't want any gifts, but you wanted it to be a blessing to, to everyone that was there. And I just am so thankful for your spirit of generosity, because I think that that is contagious when when we live the selfless life and it's not all about us and what we can have and what we can gain. And when we have that generosity and the attitude of abundance, like I can even see it playing out in the space of of, of my work as a as a Christian author and a speaker it's a very competitive market, right? And so I think there are some people who think I have to have this, I, you know, I, they're, they're competing with other people within that space and they feel like they have to get theirs. And so they work and, and they strive instead of just trusting that if God's called them to it, he's going to equip them. He's going to give them everything that they need. They don't have to work so hard to strive to get all these things because when they just trust God with it, then he can bless them. And then in turn, they can, uh, you know, we're blessed to be a blessing. Yeah, we're, we're meant to be his storefront of generosity. Like we're the ones that are going to go out and be the storefront for that. If, if we are truly strangers in a strange land, then, and we believe that, we are not to be of the world, then nothing we have goes with us either. So we should treat it the same way, right? We don't treat this world like it's the end all be all for us. We should nor treat our possessions, materials, resources as something to store up and shore up and take with us, right? We should be trying to, like I I read, I read an article one time by a, as a, as a pastor 
and he got frustrated with t- with teaching and he quit and he was didn't know what he was going to do and so he went and bought a lottery ticket and he won like 10 million dollars and he was like lord what are you doing and he gave it away as fast as he could and then he went and won like a 1.5 million dollars he played it again and won more and he's like god what is going on i'm trying to give this away as fast as i can but the example extreme in the extreme was he was he God gave him an over an abundance and he got rid of it as fast as he could to be a charitable person. And God kept saying, you did good, my son, I'm giving you more. I'm giving you more. And that's sort of a, you know, extraordinary example of that, but we can have, that can happen to us. It happens. We see it many, many times, right? At least in our life, we've seen it where we've been generous to individual and it's a life changing in some circumstances, but God has poured it back on top of us so many times, you know, there's so much that, we get out of that. And, and, and it's not always about the remuneration, right? It's not, I don't do this because he might do that. We do that because others can't do that for themselves. And so it's our job to help them. Right. Or, or really, I think it's really a posturing of our heart, right? Are we truly living the surrendered life to the Lord? Because when we do, we realize that God owns everything. We're just stewarding the things that we have. And, and to your point, I love, like, we can't take anything with us. So where are we storing up our treasure? Are we storing up our treasure in heaven or are we storing up our treasure on earth? Now that doesn't mean that we can't have things on this earth and that we have to give everything away, but I really think it is a matter of the heart. Yeah, a hundred percent it is right. It is the heart. It's all a heart matter. Most things are end up being that anyway. Um, But this one truly is that because if you struggle and fight against that, then it's not the only thing you're having. You're not a, this ideal Christian on earth and you're amazing, but you don't have any generosity in your heart. Like that doesn't, that comes from love. It's all focus is back on love. That's you having love for those you don't know and have no way of benefiting from in any way, but you're going to go pour out generosity on them in whatever form that takes. That's true love of your fellow man, your fellow woman, truly. Yeah, yeah. It's all about loving God and loving people, right? Besides the fact that the, the ultimate parent asked us and told us to do this, like they I mean it really, right? For anybody else on the planet, he's told us to do to be generous and to and to be and to love our neighbor. I mean, you just take that love for our neighbor and extrapolate that out. All these things fall underneath that. That's right. And, you know, as as our parent and our father, also just the example that he gave away his one and only son that that we wouldn't perish, but that we could live forever and live with Jesus. And that is a gift that none of us are able to to repay. And I love when you pray and you're always even generous in your prayers and you're, you, you say, thank you, God, for the things that, you know, you've bestowed the blessings that we have, but also thank you for the things that we don't know about. Thank yeah. you for the things that you've saved us from. That's a big one to me a lot. Cause you never know what, like, I hope, and I have no idea what heaven's going to be like, but I hope when I get there, I can say, can you show me all the alternate moves in my life that would have happened if, you hadn't intervened or the a prayer hadn't been answered, right? It's the answered and unanswered prayers. Everyone talks about the answered prayers. I don't hear a lot about the unanswered prayers, which are maybe, you know, it's like it's like a parent saying, you know, well, we were with our kids, right? When they would want to, if they're going to get hurt, I could see they're going to do something. I'm like, well, you know what? Let them do that. Like, that's okay. Let them get hurt. 
But for us, it's God saying, I'm not going to let that happen because you're going to get hurt. Like, this is not going to go like you expect it to. And so the prayer we asked for goes unanswered. It never happens. But we don't know the circumstances beyond what could have been or what would have been, right? So I love that. Yeah. So let's talk about some practical ways that we can be generous because, you know, right now we're living in a time where the stock market is crazy and financials are crazy and there's wars and rumors of wars. And, you know, that can be when you see all these things happening in the world, it can make us it can make us fear and i think that we can become not it makes us more self centered not self centered in that because we have to live and we're concerned about what the future is going to hold so how can we how can we live in this sort of crazy tension of the what the world is like and then how we live with a kingdom mindset and an abundant mindset, even in difficult times? It's a really good question. I want to answer it in two ways. One, I think, is I don't want to say how we should do it because I don't want to limit concepts and thoughts about what can be done because there's it's an immeasurable amount of activity that can occur. And I don't think there's a box we put this in. I think, I think con- prayer and consideration and asking God, show me where I can help others, that can deliver the most amount of, of benefit just by saying, Lord, please show me where do I go? What do I do here? How can I help? How can I lend a hand? I think that's really a really powerful thing, and I think it's the first thing someone should do because it looks different for every, everybody else, right? If you're, if you're, you know, have monetary means, then but limited time, then maybe being very generous with your money is important. But it may be more important that you spend time because you have abilities and skills that don't come easily accessible and you can help someone. And that help could just be you're a successful business leader and you go help a small business startup person understand how to do business. And that could be a huge benefit because they're going to employ people and they're going to grow and they're going to change lives. And so you're sending out these concentric rings of influence and help that generosity that that goes it's magnified beyond what you thought just by dropping off cans at a food shelter right that's a good thing and it's a noble thing and everyone should do that i think regardless period all the time but there are ways that talents can be leveraged and it's not always like the three buckets just money just time right talent i think talents are huge because talents are a magnifier it's kind of like what you do with when you're consulting with business leaders you're if you shape up and bring up someone who wants to start a business and then they start employing people and then those people are using their resources. You explode this system that benefits people in a vast way because you don't know that you hired that person to help you, but they're, they were a struggling family and now they're fine. They move into a nicer apartment or a house and they have more than one car and they're been, and they're able to spend time together as a family and they don't go on vacation and they get to have, you know, time as a family or they, now they have more time to dedicate to church or a ministry that they wanted to do when before they couldn't do it. So you have no idea how these things get impacted. And what was, what was your second way? My second way is just the traditional, yes, identify an area you feel like you can really make an impact in, which is the traditional, like I want to go work in a food kitchen, a woman's shelter, a rehab center. A lot of people's charity comes from the negative that happened in their life. They had a, 
a relative or a friend or a sibling who was impacted by drugs and they really are passionate about giving their time to work in a rehab center or a women's shelter from someone who had an abusive spouse, abusive husband. So I, the second method is the traditional, you pick a, if you're not, feel like your generosity is not there, you say this all the time, just pick one thing to do and just go do it, right? It'll shape and transform and change over time and you may do something totally different, but if you don't get off go, you're not doing anything and that doesn't matter. Even if it's just five cans of beans every week to the local shelter, that's a thing. It's like start something, right? $20, go through your closet. Guarantee you're wearing a third of everything in your closet. Go clean your closet out and go donate to people who can't afford to buy clothes. Yeah. You know, I went and worked in a soup kitchen once, so we've donated food a lot of different times, but actually went and worked in downtown Houston where the homeless come in and it it wrecked me, first of all, to see these people that were living on the streets, some mentally ill, some, you know, from drugs, other reasons, you know, some, they, they, they told us don't make eye contact with them because they're, they're ashamed. They just want to come in there and, and get their, get their food. But what really struck me as really interesting was the people that ran the soup kitchen, they had so much joy. And it was just really an incredible experience on on one hand to be able to see the joy of these people that run it and are there all the time. Um, And then it was just really hard for me. You know, I saw a woman who had come in and she probably was a prostitute or had been been passed around I mean as a woman living on the streets and and my heart just really broke for her and I'm like Lord what can I do and so you know in that moment I prayed I prayed for the people that were coming through so we were meeting a physical need but we were also praying you know a spiritual need to be met and sometimes that is what it is it's we can't meet a physical need, but God will put us in situations where we can always pray for one another. So I would just encourage whoever's listening, you know, use whatever gifts, talents, resources that you have. Be generous with them. Be generous with your prayer and your love for one another. Yeah, I think you, that's a good way to button it up. All of the things we said, really, all of it's predicated by or superseded by or influenced by praying. Just pray. That Start there. Pray. Love God. Love people. Pray. I think we can just put that one on repeat for the podcast. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, this has been really fun. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope you have enjoyed this episode on generosity, and we look forward to coming back to you next week.